Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We are children of the world watching every day go by, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Big win for Liverpool in Lisbon and Man City edged Atletico. It's Wednesday, 6th of April. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Eddie Russell. And I am Luke Moore. What's this? Bit of BGs, eh? I know you're a fan, Andy. <laughs> Always, but I'm a, you've slightly made up for it there with your your, your excitement. But slightly. Norm, normally, when the music goes in, just a little look behind the, the ramble curtain, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. Marcus like punches the air or clinches his fist like Tim Henman. <laughs> you know, every day's Friday with you, isn't oh, it? Okay, I, I, well, we didn't get that this morning. What's wrong? Oh, what have I done to offend you? Well, I had to... I had to summon all my uh, focus for that uh, little Bee Gees ditty there mm. In- well, with, with, your, with your offensively deep voice delivering it I can uh, yeah. understand that do you yes. know they sold more records than any other band called the Bee Gees in the yeah. entire world <laughs> makes sense it does <laughs> make sense it does indeed anyway enough of that crap ladies and gentlemen which has got nothing to do with anything uh, it was the Champions League last night we welcomed it back with open arms Benfica welcomed Liverpool with open arms as well they regret that of course this morning because they were done at 3-1 um Luke Moore. The yeah. two What do you want? <laughs> I want some praise yeah. and some uh and some some waxing lyrical of Liverpool and then Manchester City uh, because we are really talking about the two best sides in the world. I know Chelsea are officially the best side in the world. But mm. th- those two last night we will start with Liverpool of course. Um it, at time it it is just phenomenal watching them them play every time and Liverpool they go away and we did a little, Vish and I did a, a little uh, ramble uh, a live uh, a stream last night, which you can find on Twitter, a little ramble roundup, if you will. And I said on there that, that, that these two are the best sides in the, in the world at the moment. And arguably, you could suggest that the tie is, is all but over. Because really, can you see Benfica going to Anfield and winning by two goals to force it to penalties or winning by three? To, uh, to finish the game. No, no, can't see that happening. No. no. But I did think it was a more interesting game than the scoreline perhaps suggested. The, 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 the atmosphere looked good. It was a nice um, a nice affair, chiefly when Benfica had a load of joy when it was 2-1. Mm, and I thought mm. they had chances to make it 2-all. Now, I'm not saying that that would have changed the overall makeup of who goes through or not. But I think if, if they do get it to 2-2, it becomes a far more interesting thing. And they should have. Mm. It's simple as that. They basically just should have done that. And they didn't. And Liverpool being Liverpool, um, obviously the narrative was set with Diaz getting the uh, the cherry on top, given the club he used to play for. I mean, they will bait him endlessly, yeah. knowing yeah. what's going to happen. Fans always seem to do that. I don't really understand but why. But they, they can't help themselves, can they? Nah. The guy who used to play for FC Porto, of course, there he yeah. is in the stadium. It's, can you imagine it on the on the loudspeaker system? Right, everybody. 
don't say anything to him, otherwise he will mug us off. You know, the, well, what, the worst, what always tends to happen is a player like him, I think he did miss a couple of chances and all the fans would be like, hey, wanker, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> At some point he's going to score. I mean, I suppose you could say that that, that that has worked with some players in the past. You know, they get a bit down and so on. But Diaz doesn't look like one of those players. Hence Klopp signed him and was so yes. confident that he's there to... to, to uh, uh, carry on when Salah or Mane or whoever um, you know leave the club or get a bit too old or whatever. He is uh, very much the present and future of, of Liverpool at the moment. Yes. And uh, what about Kenyatta though at the back, uh, Andy? Um, uh, as talking of uh, recently uh, signed players for, for Liverpool, I mean, he scored his first goal for the club, which was a lovely header, and then had an absolute disaster. For the Benfica goal. Can it be an assist if you don't touch it? <laughs> I mean, you, you wonder. I, th- I think the interesting thing about Konate, he's, he's a player of, of great pedigree. Mm. Um, there was a lot of discussion at Leipzig whether he was the best of that young defence, whether he was better even than Apumacano. But they've had to be careful with him, not just because defenders adapting to the Premier League, the discussion that we have again and again, etc., etc., etc. But if you look back over the last couple of seasons, he's not actually played that much football as as well. No. I mean that because he was signed in the summer of yeah, course. Yeah. I mean I mean that 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 sort of mistake, I mean it, it could happen to anyone. I thought Darwin took that really, really well though. I mean you're never expecting him to miss that, surely. Mm. And the fact that he took a touch, got it in the right spot and put it in the exact place where Alisson couldn't get it. I th- I thought he was very, very good, particularly in the second half, Darwin. I mean he's got Premier League written all over him in neon letters. And of course West Ham tried to buy him last winter. Mm. Um, I feel pretty sure he will end up in the Premier League, whether it is at West Ham or whether they miss their shot. I, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. But what Luke was saying about Benfica being on the up in the second half, basically it was exactly like the game they played against Ajax, the home leg they played against Ajax in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the last uh, round, in that Ajax absolutely battered them in the first half and they managed to go in only 2-1 down and then... Came out second half, different team, Benfica, really at it, got an equaliser, and that provided the draw, provided the platform for them to go and get a surprise result in um, Amsterdam. So they weren't a million miles away from that. And given that that this is kind of, I don't know, it's, it probably sounds a bit patronising, especially to a club of that size, but it is their cup final because they know they're going to finish third in the league. Mm. They're not in any domestic cups. Mm. So they had to really like not go for it in a reckless sort of way, but commit everything in a sense that, you know, it's their big one for the rest of the season, I, I, I suppose you can say. But, you know, just the gap with Liverpool is it's, it's very, very hard to to, to, to breach. Yeah, it's, it's, mad, it's mad to see and to witness a 32-year-old Adel Tarat Oh. Playing the central midfield against Liverpool mm. in the latter stage of the Champions League, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a quite weird to process. Well, we said yes. this in the previous round against Ajax, but you're absolutely right. It, but it, it it only gets weirder as as he stays in the tournament that a bit longer. <laughs> you, you, be, if you weren't someone who followed football that closely, yeah. but you were a you know enthusiast of it or whatever, and you supported a team, say for like like QPR or whatever, you would be forgiven for thinking, "Oh, I wonder what uh, I wonder what Tarrat's doing now." Is he retired? Yeah, he, yeah. he's actually playing in the Champions League. A quarterfinal of the Champions League. But, yeah, but that's starting the, thing, the game. But if you said to somebody, as you say, someone who, who maybe hasn't, uh, as you just described, you could say, right, here's your options. Okay, <laughs> yeah. what do you think? Has Terra? Has he a retired? <laughs> is he playing in Turkey. 
is he C playing in Prison. Uh, second tier Prison. of yeah <laughs> fine. Uh, or is he currently on a beach somewhere in the Caribbean? Yeah. Or is he playing against Liverpool in the Champions League? Yeah. Right. You probably Every, wouldn't go for the latter. Everyone's going for B. Yeah. yeah. Everyone is going you, for you B. Also, you also think, I mean, I don't want this, and, and Andy's right to say that Benfica are obviously a proud, illustrious, historic club, you know, mm. part of the furniture in the elite level of football, of course. But when you look at the lineup of players they have, um, you know, look at that that midfield cater Fabinho Thiago at Liverpool got a great midfield mm. that's really nicely balanced they've got play, such quality throughout and players to come in that improve them even more the players they bring off the bench etc etc and you look at that Benfica team and I don't want to kind of judge a player on their reputation or their name but actually you know, Otamendi Vertonghen mm. Tarat these are players who people who watch English football will recognise and will have an opinion that actually well, they've moved on from the top level of the Premier League now because they're yeah. not quite good enough anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're turning up at Benfica and Benfica are still competing in the last day of the Champions League. I just think it's quite an interesting story. It's almost as interesting a story as the name of their goalkeeper, Odysseus Vlacodemos. A brilliant name. I couldn't get enough of the conversation. The thing is, when it said Vlacodemos, I... I, I admittedly think, tease me, tease yeah, me, yeah. tease yeah. me, tease and me. Vlacodemos yeah. and pliers. Zeki Friars. <laughs> It's the only player I can think of. Right. That's that's very good on yeah. short notice. Yeah. I have to respect that. <laughs> like it. I mean, yeah. It was no surprise though that, that Benfica didn't score in the first half because it's been 19 games since Liverpool last conceded a goal in the first that's half. That's a mad thing. For, for, for the sexy team, Liverpool do miserly, surprisingly well. Yeah. Don't they? I mean, when, mm. when me and Jim did at the match at Arsenal a, a, a couple of weeks ago, um, Liverpool played within themselves. Mm. And, you know, they did that at Inter at the last round as well. I mean, this was a different kind of performance from Liverpool but knowing that they have these you know their ever changing moods as Paul Weller might say it's amazing that they can that they can do that within with the same set of players well I think people often think about Manchester City the ones who keep the ball they keep clean sheets it's very yeah. hard to score against them that's all true of course but the same is 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 said well different style but you can say the same about Liverpool in terms of the, the, the defence we should point out that it was Shrewsbury who were the last team to score in the first half give yeah, them a bit amazing. Of, give the Shrews a little mention yeah. I, think, I think they uh, I think they deserve that definitely um, depressing scenes when uh, certain uh, uh, Benfica fans were chucking stuff at Luis Diaz when he scored happens over and again these days it really it does Monday. we were talking about well you were talking about that at, yeah. uh, in the old firm uh, derby of course yeah. um, I did quite like Andy Robertson's uh, response because he had stuff thrown at him and he said I had quite a few lighters thrown at me so maybe it'll help them stop smoking Yeah, which is he's good at the old uh, post-match I do enjoy him a bit more Andy Robertson <laughs> he, is. Yeah, he is good yeah. he's got a lot of personality apparently yeah. um, Wolverhampton Wanderers shared all their data on Liverpool with uh, um, with Bruno Large being the, at the forefront snakes. of snakes yeah snitch that's a snitch Large trying to well, help wait, wait, when you say Wolves you mean Bruno Large basically yeah. well the on no, yeah, blame yeah. all of them He's, he had a club blazer on Andy at the time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that is that is quite uh, that is quite amusing but, the, but that that um that stuff from the pitch. Connor Cody couldn't be happy with that. No, I love Connor Cody on Instagram. Oh yeah, everyone loves him. Yeah, just love him. Every time, every time he posts something on Instagram, all the other Wolves players are like, re- like sharing it, going, "My captain with a crown." Like they love him. <laughs> he's so popular. Cool, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. He, but but Simeone had that stuff. He had loads of. Was it? I think it was the game at Old Trafford. Was it in the champ? The, the, the recent round. Yeah. As he walked off down the tunnel because you know United they got a tunnel in the corner. Yes. They bring the cover over. Oh yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to just point out and say that it's just old firm because we talked about it quite a lot on of Monday course, and that's, yeah. that's the old kind of cliche. That was a particularly egregious one. It with, was. With broken glass. It was, well. but it's happening everywhere. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, it's People will say, well, this has always happened. Yeah, but it does... It, 
I don't know it sound naive, but it does seem sort of it happens in sort of uh, uh, spells, if you see what I mean. It kind of, incre- oh, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. We, we obviously want to see it stop. Before we move on from Liverpool, mention for Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, back from injury and uh, just that raking ball that uh, Diaz knocked down for, for Mane. I mean, it just, he's such a glorious player, Alexander-Arnold, that... That when you have, you know, you can you can mark the front three. You can you can try and uh, uh, you know marshal Liverpool's midfield and so on. But if there's an the, the out ball often for Liverpool is to the right back. I know we've known this for a while, but it, it's it's such a, a glorious thing when when Trent gets hold of the ball. Yeah, it felt as if he had to do something extra spectacular. Yeah. after that Joe Gomez impression of him for <laughs> Diogo Jota's goal. Very good impression. It's a very good impression. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, no, that's not how it's done. This is how it's done. Uh, yeah, that's not an assist. <laughs> yeah. his, te- his, te- his, his technique is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's, and he spends more time in the in the opposition half. He does in his own half. Mm-hmm. And I know this, I know Benfica aren't as good as Liverpool, but last night he certainly did that away from home in the latter stages of the Champions League. He's incredible to but, watch. But, but it's, such a, it's such a conundrum for the uh, for the opposition to, to, to try and solve against yeah. Liverpool because you think, right, okay, do we try and play a high line and squeeze them? You know, because you don't want to give them space. Obviously, spacing behind could be a bit tricky as well. Uh, with with Alexander-Arnold, when he gets the ball, the defence have also got to think, ah, right, what, what is about to happen here? Well, formations seem to be coming, uh, look, this is a layman's, um, a layman's opinion because I'm not a tactical expert at all, but formations appear to be becoming less and less important. Like players, I mean, look what happened with Harry Kane at the weekend. Mm. Like, it's very difficult if you're a team intent on not only containing the opposition but also trying to win the game. And yeah, we'll come on to Atletico in a minute. I was going to say formations uh, are important. Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's not easy to defend coherently against what Harry Kane was doing at the weekend or against what Alexander Arnold does like all the time. Mm. You know what? What gets me the most about that though is how specific Antonio Conte is. I wonder how he's coping with that. He must He must have processed it in his own mind with Ken, said, look, I've decided you can do this yeah. X amount of times per half or something. Yeah, I think so. Or, and I'm going to fine you That's that, you that, go anymore. It has to be it. It has to be it. No, but he doesn't really give a shit if they win 5-1 and the Kane plays like that. He can't really complain, can Yeah, because he? he loves celebrating. I, you, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you know about Antonio Conte's yeah, little inventors. Yeah, but Andy, vendettas. when he celebrates the goal... When he turns around and he belts towards his one of his assistants yeah. and jumps into his arms, yeah. that's ultimately what he's there for. Yeah, yeah. but and I, if that I, means Kane yeah. playing a little bit out of position. No, I think fine. if Kane drops into the, his own half a few too many times, I think that's a resigning issue for Conte. <laughs> could be, <laughs> could well be, could well be. Uh, gentlemen, Manchester City beat Atletico Madrid one nil. Of course, Kevin De Bruyne with a with a lovely little finish. Manchester City, um, yes, it was. It, I mean, it was. I suppose it was classic stuff, or, or what we've come to expect from both sides. Now I know Atletico are not the side they were a few years ago in terms of their quality, but Andy Brassel, the game plan is not too dissimilar, shall we say? And at, I mean, they didn't have a single shot on target, or, or, or I don't think they had. No, a they didn't have a single all. shot. They yeah, didn't have exactly. a single shot in total. N- nothing, which they, is absolutely remarkable when you remarkable. have Joao Felix and Antoine Griezmann uh, exactly. in your team. So you, they, they well, they're playing fullback, it isn't. <laughs> not once did they shoot between the corner flags I, I li- for the whole I li- game. I, li- I like that Joao Felix is somehow been turned by Diego Simeone into mm. a less attacking fullback than Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> it is Diego Simeone is seeing Alexander Arnold and he is sickened. Yes. Absolutely sickened. Uh, but we, we, we're familiar with two banks of four in England, but last night it was two banks of five, Andy Brassel. It was. And you know what? If Atletico are going to defend properly yeah. against a team of Manchester City's quality, 
that is the way it's got to be. Well, it is, Andy, because, because they're going they, to they arguably one of the best team you could say in, in the world. The and they, they don't have a back four. Well, they don't have a back four at all for the last season, but they don't have a back four of the, res, the required quality mm. to defend their own penalty box like they used to. Now, Ronaldo's come in and has, has, has made a massive difference as yeah, a kind of reverse modern fullback, really. You know, such a defensive fullback that it's like, oh yeah, okay. Well, maybe you are our third centre back, kind of mm. by default. Mm. But I think, given that that is not particularly what they're good at anymore, that they shielded Jan or Black pretty well I against think so. arguably the best team in the world, yeah. or, or very close between them and Liverpool, as, mm-hmm. as you say. And Oh, Black only really made a couple of saves, didn't he? Yeah, no, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good performance from Atletico, and I think Simeone thought to himself. We have to stay in the tie. Yeah, you've got to stay in the tie because even there was a uh, after Man City scored, there was one. I think was it Foden? It was a bit of a oh, it was Kevin De Bruyne had that chance. It was blocked and then just after, wasn't and then it? was yeah. it Foden or whoever floated the ball and it went wide? And you saw Guardiola like grab his head in his hands, and he was he was absolutely gutted that they missed that because he knows how important that second goal is. Now I still think Man City will go through. Don't get me wrong, but for Simeone, look, it was a case of. If you're still in the tie after this one, then it's all to play for. I just love that he's got absolutely no respect for the competition. Yeah, I just don't think he, he's got no respect for the for the Champions League. He, 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 the way well, Simeone, that, nah, the way they set up is <laughs> for the like, spectacle. Yeah, well, no, I, I know that. I know that. I, I, I mean, Andy knows more about this than me, but away goals don't count, lads. Yeah, yeah, we can exactly. dig in. <laughs> they've come close. They've that, come that close. is it, though, isn't it? That's exactly. But they've right, come Marcus. close to win the Champions League a couple of times, right? Yeah, and, very and they've deli- and he's delivered Atletico Madrid the success that they. I don't think they would have seen before. Probably the best period of their yeah. history, you could argue. So, so Undoubtedly. I, I get all that. But he obviously wants to win that Champions League. Of course. And he's been given a huge salary to do so, right? Mm. He's one of the highest paid managers in the world. The they've high, paid, highest paid Right. The they've yeah. paid big money for players. I know you're talking about their quality and you know, we can debate about that. But they've paid big money for players. They've mm. paid also big money to bring players back, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, you, talk, you both talk about them still being in the tie. You look at that and you go, okay, they've, they've only lost one nil away. Mm. So they're still in the tie. It's very difficult to see how they are able to... Because the way I see it is they played with those two banks of five and kept mm-hmm. it so solid because I think that they felt like if they tried to make any motion towards attacking, mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. going to leave spaces and City were going to kill them. <clears throat> yeah. mm-hmm. right? Well, that's still going to be the case. The, the second leg, that's still going to be the case. But it's going to be the case at their place. But I don't think that makes that much difference. Well, I think that, it does. I, I think it does a little bit, but also I think... I don't think home advantage is what it, not what it was 20, 30 years ago, obviously. And, and that is one of the reasons why they scrapped the away goals, of course. But I think, I know what you mean, Luke. On paper, it doesn't make a difference. But when you're at the when you're in, uh, you, you know, Man City away from home, there's suddenly the pressure's a bit more because at home in the first leg, you, the, the Man City weren't tested at all. Edison, you know, for all I know, would you know was was just sitting down and. and Counting the blades of grass. Still, you know, still was... some, somehow managed to get himself booked. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> which is like, well, he, 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 just, he just wanted to come out for a he chat. Just wanted really, to, didn't he just wanted to get involved. Yeah. But, I, but I think, you know, I, you are right, as I say on paper, but of course, when you get down to it, when you're there, the atmosphere, the pressure, and all the rest of it, it just takes a mistake. The, be, the, best, the best chance. It takes, and got. they have quality. It takes yeah, a of course. quality. The best chance they've got, as you said, is a Man City making a mistake yeah. <clears throat> and Guardiola, say, say, say Atletico score early in the second leg because it's a mistake mm. and Guardiola losing his mind. 
That's that's basically the best chance. Or, or, that's always been their best chance, yeah. though. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, their wind-up mergers. We see they were very ready for Jack Grealish when he came on. Oh, for Schalke, a good old go. At he, Grealish, he did, yeah. yeah. I mean, Guardiola said that his team need to keep their emotions in check and keep focused. I mean, he did run on the pitch and reportedly shout, "You're mad at Angel Corriere." <laughs> so yes, Pep, a, a, a little but, spoonful but, but, but of your own the, medicine. The back. interesting part of that is the detail on that. The Vasalco Grealish referee thing, mm. which happened, I think, after the final whistle. That was basically. It looked to me like that was all based around the wrong wrongful awarding of a throw-in mm. and you think to yourself well Man City you're winning this game mm. like this is probably if you'd given them a 1-0 win at the start they probably would have taken it and their Grealish was so wound up about the thing Vasalco was doing it on purpose you could see it coming and that's what they're all about mm-hmm. you know had, had they got I mean it wouldn't even make much difference because City have got so many good players but had they really got City to boil over and they got sending off and a player was suspended or whatever that would um, that maybe would have changed it. I just it I is just, unlikely. I, I respect what Simeone does. I respect mm. this whole soak and strike thing that he does in these kind of games. But there was just no strike. Yeah, no, I, it was I, all kind I, of a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, I do fair. agree, but I th- but I think that was. I think it was just a case of you know let, let's keep the score down. And it was I think, old school European Cup. It was, and I think I think, I think if, if away goals hadn't been scrapped, you may have seen a five four one rather than a five five zero. But I, I, mean, I take your point, but yeah. we we should mention Phil Foden, of course, um who who changed the game with with a lovely assist. It's an elite just, level goal that it is, just over a minute when he came on. And you're right, because the chances are few and far between. And Foden's footwork when he sets up that goal was absolutely beautiful. Every pundit in England was was praising his his substitute performance, of course. Johnny Lesko went a bit too far <laughs> saying <laughs> saying Foden could become the best English player of all time. Um <laughs> and you always, excited. you always get one, don't you? Who just gets a little bit too but you like know, when Alex Ferguson said that, <laughs> no, Bobby Charlton said that uh, Phil Jones could be the new Duncan Edwards. Uh, yes, that yeah. was again a bit over and, the and top. Alex Ferguson said he could be the best player in United's history. Lescott's a Man City man. He's enjoying their uh, time at the nice top at the moment, well. and Lovely he was fella. and he was sat mm. opposite Rio Ferdinand, of course. So so he got to get the digs in while you can. Yeah. But uh, but it was glorious when, when Foden came on. The question is, will he start in the second leg? Uh, who knows? But it was it was absolutely beautiful. And it, again, it was just that moment, and and De Bruyne took that chance. Um, because there, you're right, Andy. There was there was very few and far between uh, in terms of chance. I mean, Simeone was meticulous in his preparations, of course, on the pitch. He was also meticulous with the preparations off the pitch, because apparently he copied everything he did for the trip to Manchester United out of superstition. Both flights left uh, Madrid at eleven thirty. Uh, they used the same bus, the same hotel, the same hour for the press conference with Marcos Llorente doing the presser again and and training at the same hour. Magnificent, isn't it? And who <laughs> that would is have, a man who's slowly unraveling. Who is <laughs> very slowly, if that's the case, because remember he's been wearing the same get-up to games. Mm. Do you know Guardiola wasn't too dissimilar? Similar jackets, black trousers, black shoes. I didn't see what I think that behaviour from Simeone is demented. I think that's possibly <laughs> signs of a issue. Yeah, doing that, don't you? But don't you could say that about a lot of managers couldn't you really the, 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 don't worry guys just, if we do exactly the same thing again I promise you we won't have a single shot yeah but I think I think no, but a lot of football is a superstition it's about, yeah. it's about responding to their needs as well Barry Fry pissed in all the corner flat <laughs> in the corners of the ground he thought he would give them good luck yeah alright yeah you what's know? your point just, just not to mention Barry Fry what's he doing <laughs> <It is. laughs> no but I, I think but I know what you mean Luke on the outside looking in well even in the inside looking out um, that that is very like unnecessary behaviour. But if he is saying to his players, "I have planned everything. We're going to do the same thing," he's trying to get it in their heads. That's, that's what he's that's doing. what coaches say to their players all the time. It's in the script. Yeah. Follow the script. It's in the script. Exactly. It's, it's he, he is a Marvel Cinematic Universe villain mm. in football. 
I think he's more of one of those grey characters who don't know whose side he's on. I think if you don't know whose side he's on after, <laughs> after watching what you watched last night, I, I, I can't help you. Point taken. He ain't on your side, mate. That's all I'll say. Point taken, sir. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for Pep Talks. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy, believe me. I'm so happy. Sit down! Nobody talk! Sit down! Wait! Drink wine and relax! You left-handed guitar player? No, he does air guitar left-handed, Marcus. Yeah. Wow. He plays the real guitar right-handed. That, that's true. You live and, if that, and learn. If that's not evidence for we're living in the simulation, I don't know what is. <laughs> well, you see, I'd, I'd never know that because he's never uh, come around to my house, played a plethora of Nelly songs and refused there, to leave. There you go. Anyway, uh, this is... Uh, is from... that right-handed or left-handed? <laughs> Generally sounds the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is from Matt. Uh, last week, I took my four-year-old to his first after-school football class. Oh, mm. as expected, lots of kids in full kits of various teams yes that is allowed by the way everyone um, because they're children yeah. and then I saw it a child in Manchester United shirt United shirt shorts and Liverpool socks <laughs> I'm not sure what to do can I take my son back to somewhere that allows such behaviour do I report the kids parents to social services <laughs> am I allowed to encourage my son to go full keen on Orland as punishment for the crime <laughs> not the last one don't do no, the last no, one don't do that man. I think you've got to have a word I think you've got to have a quick word with the parents you know I think you've got to say look this it depends where in the country it is no, if it's, not, does it if it's in Surrey fine yeah, it doesn't say where it is, to be fair. Yeah. I don't think it is fine, though. I think no, got... but as in... as in, I, 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 the, 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 the child needs to learn. What do, what do you think mm. is the cut-off for people, the age cut-off, yeah. for it to be acceptable to have names and numbers printed on the back of your yeah, shirt? Yeah, that, that's a different issue, which we're, we're no, not tackling today. It's all part of the same universe, I think. Uh, well, you, tell, you tell me, I can take it. 
So, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you, you got it right. You probably has got it. Yeah. Absolute football perv. How dare you? You know what? I think this is a simple issue, Matt, of, of hand-me-downs. You know, you just get what you're given off of various members of the family. Now, presumably, I'm just guessing, if you were handed, if that child was handed down a Manchester United shirt and United shorts, socks are the most likely to wear through. So I think the socks have gone mm. and the socks have been made up no. through a different family member. Just wear a normal pair of socks. Hey, I, we... think, I think that's what's happened. I mean, uh, my son inherited, my younger son inherited a Newcastle United away strip, which surprisingly had... A sponsor on it, which was not the greatest sponsor. I'm not going to glorify them by saying who they are, but not the most glorious sponsor in Newcastle United's history. Mm. And we know on the on the, the occasions, the on the occasions that he's Wonga. the the very few occasions that he's worn this top, <laughs> he has walked around, and when he's walked into a room, he's like pointed at his chest and gone, "This is the worst company in the world." Oh, hello, how are you? Really? Yeah, he really is your son. Yeah, he? exactly. <laughs> But Andy, these are rival, these two teams are rival teams. Yeah, you just, you, the, the parent needs to take a bit of responsibility and say, "Look, you're going to wear a pair of normal socks here." I've got no problem with either club. Mm. I'm not having a dig at either of them. I'm just saying you've got to wear. You're saying the parents don't like football, basically. They probably just don't know. I yeah. don't, I don't Which mind. Which is why yeah. I said you want parental intervention to help. I don't out. mind if there's a mix and a blend going on. But you're right. I think that they, it needs to be pointed out, by the way, you, these two are not. We, okay, you, we so took to the stage in Glasgow with we Pete Donaldson. I was about to say, we need Donaldson here. Half and half Rangers Donaldson Celtic. Donaldson, he preached the divide. I First think it's all right. It. Let, it, let him What play. did Whitney Houston say? I believe that children are our future. future? Yeah, exactly. Let them unite people. Yeah. Well, and what did the BG say, Andy, to just recount that? We're children of the world. Yeah. Every man's a boy deep down. <laughs> and what did Cannibal Corpse say? Oh, you're going to have to tell me. <laughs> Hammer smashed face. <laughs> to, uh, to Dame just one. Okay, so Luke, why don't you have the... You, you've got the, the casting vote. Right. Um, close the... Fold the entire club. Yep. Uh, don't let anyone play football ever again. No, we're not talking about Portsmouth. I'm talking about the issue. <laughs> I think... I think. Listen, listen, Matt, you've got to go up to the parents of the kid in question and mm -hmm. say, look... Your kid's going to have a bit of trouble mm. from his friends as he gets older if he carries on doing this. And do this with a raised voice. Yeah, and say, it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if it was Pompey? And then just basically Pom stand in front of him, in front of all the people, look at him really intensely, the other dad, <laughs> and, and wet yourself. <laughs> with an angry face. Yeah, and take your own socks off and forcibly put them on the, the, other, dad, the other dad and say, your sock discipline needs to improve. Righty-ho. Is that clear it up? Yeah. Um, I've, got, go. I've got another email here. Please. It's kind of related to pep talks. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows how pep talks is really having an effect on the football community at large, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> this is from T.O. He's not confident enough to put his full name. Mm. Understandable. Fair enough. He says, first time emailer, and for that I sincerely apologise. Mm. Uh, I have freeloaded the pod every morning since I can remember listening to podcasts, usually at max volume while showering, uh, much to my wife's annoyance. I mean, the pod um, is free. It's not, it's not like it's some no. illegal stream for the Ravoid, so you're okay. No, but we do prefer the ones who give money. True, yeah. yeah. Lots uh, of it as well. And don't skip the adverts, which apparently is none of you, according to our, our surveys, Ooh. which is what we tell all our sponsors. <laughs> uh, I'd like to share one anecdote of how I realised I'd fully immersed pep talks into our daily lives. <laughs> We have two small dogs and both carry levels of unbridled energy and lack of focus equal only to Matteo Guendouzi's uh, stint at Arsenal. <laughs> I forgot about Matteo Guendouzi. Yeah. Um, to pry their attention away from a treat and onto a command, we use a certain familiar tone and phrase, the source of which I wasn't able to diagnose until this morning when my wife finished my sentence. This is how it went. Me, sit, sit down, sit down, my wife. 
Nobody talk. Drink water and relax. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate the entertainment, but also the unintended dog training tips you've brought to our home. Yeah. You're very welcome, T.O. Uh, yeah, you're welcome anytime. It's a broad church. Love a that. very inclusive parish, and you're very welcome here. I mean, As that, are your dogs. Uh, that's, a, that's a bit of a humble brag, isn't it? Sort of, my wife is the Pep Guardiola of dog trainers. Yeah. Uh, if she gets results, mate. Yeah, yeah for fine. sure, for sure. Yeah, but she's, she's also called a fraud by others here, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Simeone training your dogs, I don't get to, don't get to leave the fucking house. <laughs> Very much in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Yeah, so if you've got any questions for us, uh, however ridiculous, send them in, and we'll get to them every Wednesday. Shoutfootballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Gentlemen, to the championship, a huge win for Paul Lintz last night as Reading went eight points clear of the relegation zone with a 2-1 win over Stoke City. Luke Moore, mm. Paul Lintz is taking care of business yeah. and Reading, they are on for championship survival. Who else can resist the romance of a 2-1 uh, a midweek Reading win managed by Paul Lintz at the Select Car Leasing Stadium? You know, it is a story for the ages. Come on, you're having a pop at Simeone in the Champions League. You're having to have a pop at Paul Lintz and Stoke and Reading yeah. and everybody. I'm having a pop at Simeone in the Champions League because he realistically he's never going to find out about it. Yep. I'm having a pop at Reading because their their fans are very benign. Right. I've never had any contact from a Reading fan apart from my mate uh, Harrison. Who, yeah. who That's who, why you're having a pop because you're fine. You know they're not going to do anything. Yeah, it'd be absolutely fine, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I would say is well, that, Say something outrageous. <laughs> what I would say is, uh, you know, for those who genuinely didn't, didn't see what happened... Um, Danny Drinkwater in the midfield. Talking about midfielders yeah. who, were thir- who were 32 that are possibly forgotten about. That's right. Danny Drinkwater was in the midfield for them. Drinky. Um, Paul Ince has presided over just some reasonable results. I, mean, I don't think they've lost in their last four. They've won two and drawn two. Yep. Let's, let's be totally honest. I've met Paul Ince. He was a nice man. I'm not no problem with him personally. Right. No one saw this coming. No, no. <laughs> Absolutely no one saw him presiding over a four-game unbeaten streak, no. which has moved Reading away from the uh, relegation zone, the championship, by like eight points or something now. Yeah, that's right. Well, it, I mean, it's, it's had the desired effect because they needed something, and, and who better to turn to than Paul Lintz, Andy? He seemed to uh, be doing the Well, business. there's low. How, Andy, how, who better to turn to? Oh. Just keep it brief. Five yeah. or six names minimum. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, you'd be here all day. Who better to turn to that was, uh, that was willing and that yeah. was available? I, yeah. I guess the question is, no. Who better to turn to to run your to run your Alcoholic Anonymous service than Keith Richards? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone better. Hey, he's doing it, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. And he, he was I guess, also, I Who guess better to turn to to give go. you your news than GB News? <laughs> All of them. Every single... Anyone. Who better to tell you the truth than Malatizier? <laughs> yeah. All right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get it in there. The man has gone. The man uh, has gone. Oh, he has. I did promise in the production meeting I wouldn't take the piss out of him. <laughs> and you I've, haven't. I've gone back on and that. You haven't. Because I'm about to say, this is a man who now clearly thinks that his shoelaces are trying to strangle his own fingers. <laughs> he has totally gone. And it's not funny because it's it's really bad um, misinformation he's sharing. I mean, he's essentially really irresponsible what he's doing. He's gone over the line. Yeah. It is, it is. But to drag it back... But allow me to have that gag. Well, no, it, it, sadly, it's not a gag. You just... Yeah. Uh, ironically, you're telling the truth. Yeah. Um, you imagine... You can imagine Matt Tissier in the morning and his wife comes down and his fingers are being strangled by his own shoelace and he's like, what's going on? This is the government. And right. he's got a tinfoil hat on. <laughs> and he's in the cupboard under the stairs. I love it. Wasn't going to have a dig. You just said the truth and then you had to end with that. Uh, but Stoke didn't allow... Paul Ince to play against his parent club, which... Uh, which Tom uh, Ince. Tom Ince, sorry. Yeah. I'd uh, love they'd, to they'd, they'd have allowed that. They'd have allowed yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, they didn't allow Tom Ince to play. Because uh, I saw Paul Ince play at Wolves. I did. And I, did. I, that was a while ago. Well, Paul Ince, uh, the father of Tom, was fuming, but did say after the game, karma's a wonderful thing. Yeah. 
But what were they meant to do? Well, I mean, it's a it's a standard uh, clause. A clause that that clubs do. I, I guess the ever, question... ever since Loire Loire against uh, yes. Newcastle United. I mean, the, the the interesting question really is after he's done them a solid in the short term, do they stick with him next season? Mm. Because I mean, the answer is no, the, Andy. The, well, it shouldn't be. I don't think. Oh. I mean, I, I, yeah. To be to be fair, joking aside, he I mean, he's got he's got a reasonable record in at that level of football, right? Mm. Yeah, but, but you know, the firefighter who gets you away from the bottom in extremis should not necessarily be the person to take you forward next season. You have to consider that, and that's often not considered right. in but the it's football a, league, which is is very short term. And it's a weird paradox, though, isn't it? Because I understand what you're saying, and Paul Lynch, you know, joking aside, he's he's had success at management in different in different yeah, yes, yeah. places, and yeah. you know, he's I think he, you know, he won League Two at MK Dons and all the rest of it. Um, but you, you talk about that sentiment, which I, can, I think I broadly agree with, but actually it is paradoxical. And the reason for that is you're right, but they feel that they've earned the right to continue because yes. they've said, well, yeah, what else could I have mm. done? What more? It's unfair, intrinsically unfair to not give me the job after the job I've yeah, done. Yeah, but you're Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. But that's, when, you're start, that's when, you're cool. start, yeah. when you're starting again and doing a different job. Because, yeah. you know, if the club's truly progressed, you will, you will be doing a different job, won't you? Yeah, it's very true, Andy. It's very mm. true. Well, um, with that win, they go nine points above Derby County. They've yeah. got a game in hand, haven't they? Uh, yeah, Barnsley have a game in hand, but, but, well. but Derby don't. And of course, uh, for for a while this season, we thought, my goodness, what a story this would be if Derby can survive. There's still games to play, but it's looking unlikely now as they're nine points uh, from safety. Slightly better news that uh, is is coming out of uh, Derby County Football Club is that um, there is uh, apparently an agreement um, that was a, a concluded on Monday night for Chris Kirchner to to be um, the preferred bidder and take over the club. A little bit of controversy around him and some historical tweets, of course, that seems to be the sadly the case for a, a lot of people these yeah. days. Uh, but, well, they're pretty abhorrent, yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, I, but I suppose from, from Derby's financial point of view, I know one could argue that you can't separate the two, but from, from that, it's, it's they seem to have found a preferred but we'll, we'll see what happens in the, in the coming days of course whether the takeover is complete but uh, any immediate uh, thoughts on this Andy? Um, well ob- obviously that Derby County survive is is the main thing and hope hopefully under equitable ownership going forward I always think at a time like this really rather than just being saved in inverted commas by someone who's got the readies it always needs to come back. And maybe I'm speaking about this from too much of a personal perspective. The fans need to be implicated. They need to be involved. And we've heard a lot about this with the Chelsea takeover, really. You know, whoever the bidder is needs to get some sort of fan influence on the board. And, you know, it seems to be something that's just regarded as, you know, something you say rather than something you actually do, rather than something you meaningfully enact. But I think we've seen in many cases that, you know, fans are the constant, you know, that you, you have like the people who have the genuine best interest of their club as a community asset at heart. I think if you look across a, a fan base, it's not just, there's this image that it's just, you know, blokes in the pub shouting for what they want. It's not, it's, you know, people who are from a wide, wide range of different professions. You've got different skill sets and ideas to offer. And, you know, I think that involvement is, is really important to, to stop this happening again and to make sure that the club really is in the right hands while what, whoever the custodian is going forward. I think the other interesting thing is if you look at the top of League One, and I, I guess this is something supporting a League One club, at least for the moment. We that, don't that, ever look at the top of it. <laughs> no, 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 no bloody no, way. No. I, 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 I think that the difference, 
League One is two leagues in one, really. The difference between the clubs at the bottom, so like your Morecambe's and your Wimbledon's and your Fleetwood's, mm. etc., and the clubs at the top, in fact, the clubs that aren't quite at the top, like Ipswich and Portsmouth, you've got Sheffield Wednesday in Sunderland. there this season, Sunderland, yeah. uh, Wigan, since they've been Bolton. taken over. There, there are clubs with so much money. Well, maybe not Bolton then. In there. <laughs> I, I think the, 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 the equality... The, <laughs> I was just naming teams. The, the inequality between <laughs> the clubs at the top and the clubs at the bottom is yeah. arguably is, more it pronounced than it, than it is, say, in the Premier League. It yeah. is, it's very, very big. Well, and that's they, a huge statement. And, they, yeah. and they, will, they will add to that. So what I'm saying is you look at Sunderland there's no guarantee that Derby are coming back up immediately. Well, and, 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 and Even prob- with this takeover. The problem, the problem with this is that also, the reason for that is because it's all very well, because I mean, it, it was reported this morning, the administrators, I think, have named um, um, Chris, Chris Kirchner as, as, as the preferred, as, bidder, as yeah. preferred bidder to purchase the club, right? So that's been what's being reported okay. at the time of recording, right? So that's all well and good. That's fine. I know there's a, a bit of controversy around the, the, the outstanding point deduction they need to suffer, whether they're going to suffer it this season if they get rid of get anywhere, whether they're going to start next season with it, whatever. The problem isn't actually now, the problem isn't finding a a, a, um, a bidder for, for Derby and someone to, to take over. The problem is what happens beyond that, making it sustainable. Because Agreed. we've seen it time and time again. I agree yeah. with Andy's points about fan presence. That's really important. But what's also really important is that these clubs are run in a sustainable way so that if Chris Kirchner does get bored or some misfortune befalls him, mm. self-inflicted or, or, or otherwise, yep. the club can still continue. Mm. Because you can't get into a situation where clubs, as soon as the, the backer pulls out or gets bored or loses interest, the, cunt, the club can seriously face absolute financial ruin. Mm. But the problem is, there's no real viable way for a lot of clubs, possibly even the majority of clubs in England, to sustain that. And it's and, and 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 it speaks to the very heart of what football's all about, I think. Because if you take something like E Triple P, like that is a really obvious way before that came in for clubs to maintain sustainability because they can do a lot of really good work in the community, they can really concentrate on their own catchment area, and they can develop players through bringing through them on for big profit. Clubs have done that loads in the past. Yeah. Alexandra, Southampton have done that. There's loads of clubs that have done it. It's harder to do it now because of the stranglehold the Premier League's got. No, so, a lot of a lot of clubs look at it and think, is it worth having an academy? And and that is that's what's that happened. is genuinely bad for the game. Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's, these things are going to happen time and time again. It happens. That, yeah, the wheel of fortune happens to have fallen on Derby County at the moment. So we're talking about them a lot. It's fallen on so many more clubs than you could came, care mm-hmm. to name because the system, the model is completely fucked. If you support Man City mm. or you support Liverpool, Man City is probably a weirder example. If you're Liverpool, you're fine because the clubs run brilliantly and they've got great financial backing and they've got a huge presence worldwide, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. It's not, you haven't got to worry about a team like Liverpool or a team at the very top of the Premier League, but you have got to worry about just about every other club because it could happen to them at any point. So it's, it's kind of worrying. This ain't the fact that Derby have found a bidder and they may get out of this and may survive. Isn't the point. Mm. It's the point for Derby fans, but it's not the point for football. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely Agreed. right. And of course, Derby, I mean, they still face a 15 point deduction for not playing outstanding non-football creditors what they're owed this should be applied next season uh, but the FL apparently open to taking the points off this season which is a massive difference well, that's what I say I mean I think that's what they yeah. want yeah. obviously if you're going to get yeah. relegated anyway that's what you want yeah so for now it's yeah it's, obviously for them it's important that the purchase goes through uh, uh, quickly uh, Andy you were talking about League One you saw some League One action last night you were to your beloved AFC Wimbledon I did they got a point uh, against um, 10 man Charlton Yes, it was it was a late point. I mean, they're down there. They're what are they? Four points off uh, safety. Safety. Have they really not won since the seventh of December. Yeah, 20, <laughs> 
22 <laughs> games. How it's on like earth half they, a season. How on earth yeah. are they only four points from safety? Well, you might ask, Marcus. <laughs> well, you might ask. It's not ask. just a league. Oh, ch- chucking a, uh, a defeat to Boreham Wood in the cup in among all that. Why, why not, eh? Yeah. They're not even a professional club. <laughs> are they? Boreham Wood? They are. They are. I'm joking. Yeah. I don't, I've got no beef with Boreham Wood. Yeah. yeah Apart from the Tim Sherwood thing. They lost to FC Wimbledon B the other week as well. Um, <laughs> Wimbledon. Um, I want to talk about the sending off. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. The thing is, if you look on... Share my, it on our socials. We've got to share it on our socials. Well, if, yeah, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you look on my um, Instagram, where I took a few arty shots, because, well, I've given up all hope of winning ever again, so that is... That is, that is I've, um, I've muted you. <laughs> <laughs> if other people look yeah. on my Instagram, which is which is Andy Brassel 11 they will see... Get it in. Come on. Yeah. That, they will see that one of the pictures in, in amongst the lovely picture of the full stands and all the rest of it yeah. under the floodlights there's a, a sort of artyish one yeah. of one of the subs warming up that sub I remember at the time thinking he's a big lad mm. Ryan Innes Ryan uh, Innes centre back of Charlton well from Andy Brassel 11 to Charlton Athletics I mean, 10 it turns out he, li- he likes a cameo more than Pete Donaldson I tell you yeah. what right if you watch that sending off because it's, it's absolute classic stuff. It's Sunday League. It, it's, it's massive Sunday takes one, League. He takes a touch. That's fine. Uh, no, he takes a, ca- a, a touch, capital A, capital T. Yeah. It's a big touch. No, no, no. He t- I think he, that's his second touch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he right, takes the right, first right. touch. He thinks I've got the ball here. I'm going right. to step out. Oh, oh, it's the modern era. I'll have another touch. Okay? <laughs> I'm not just going to boot it. I'm going to have another touch. Now, that touch was so bad... What he should have done was let the ball go and then get back into position. Wait for the ball to stop bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get back in position. But that's how bad it was. It yeah. wasn't a case of, oh, that's a bad touch. All right, I'm going to have to go and close down whoever's going to get the ball. It was, that touch is so bad. It's like a misplaced pass. It's a 20-yard touch. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, no. He's, he's in for a penny, in for, yeah. a, in, in for a cent, in for a euro. That's yeah. what he's done, <laughs> right? He's gone full-blooded. It's an absolute flipping red card all day long. It's a shocking tackle. <laughs> and oddly, I kind of like to see it now and then if it's far away it's from It's basically me. what he's well, done, George Andy. Marsh of AFC Wimbledon is unharmed. Yes, and he might not have been, more, more, by, more by luck than judgment. Yeah. But what was it, What was amazing? I mean, he'd been on the pitch for about five points, uh, five minutes at this point. And um, maybe he felt like he was going to get his money. But he complained for ages. Yeah. And took worth. ages to, to, to leave the field when it's, you yeah, know, it's the most nailed on red cards you've ever seen. take. Basically, it was the, f- the referee could not get the card out of his pocket quick enough. No, it was a football equivalent of the scene in Breaking Bad where they <laughs> need to put the fire out in the generator, and uh, Jesse pours all their drinking water on it. <laughs> Goes, I'll put the fire out. Running around nowhere, got no water. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for that. You've solved one very kind yes. of immediate problem yep. here. You've lost the ball, yeah. and you can't let yeah. the opposition have it in an attacking sense. But in right. a way, if you really think about it, you've caused us quite a few you've more made problems. It worse. Here. You've and made you could tell by the reaction of the other players. It was. It was. Um, it was I reckon if I've been booked in my foot, amateur football career 10 times right. I probably have eight of them yeah. were for that bad first touch I need to sort this out yeah. oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh dear anyway gentlemen. back in my day people used to say sorry about that yeah no that was too quick for me kind of thing you've had your one yeah this half sort of thing yeah oh, help him reattach his leg yeah anyway gentlemen talking of problems tonight uh, Burnley versus Everton at 7.30 mm. uh, Frank's- can I just say I'm more excited about this than I am by it's, any of the Champions League games. Game. It's, it's such huge. a big game. You're more excited this because I mean Chelsea are only playing Real Madrid, so it's not. Uh, oh, I could, I'm a million times more excited about this game than that. Why is that? Go on, talk us through. Because it's such a big game. Because you've talked about Diego Simeone and all that uncultured crap. 
Now you're talking about Sean Dyche and Frank Lampard. But the jeopardy's higher. The jeopardy so is higher. It may force people to make really, really inadvised decisions while we're watching it. And isn't yeah. it a curious thing, the fact that, you know, that they've played the same amount of games. Everton are four points be- ahead. So really, Burnley need to win it. Mm. But it feels like all the pressure on Everton. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, Sean Dyche was asked if he could demand any more from his four players. And he said, yes, kick it in the net. It's not rocket science. Oh, he's a proper like University of Life <laughs> uncle at a wedding, isn't he? <laughs> like, probably University of Life. Like, proper, like, typical, like, proper like come yeah. down. What You would be at a wedding. Yeah. And Sean Dyche would be there. And you'd order... A, an alcoholic drink mm. that was outside of the parameters yes. he decided you should be ordered and he would be literally in your face going, yeah. typical London lefty, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. All the time. Yeah. And so for that... You do, things, like, you do like a drone view at a wedding, though. I do. Yeah. I'd, I'd like a drone view any time. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you insist. But I, I... I, It's a difficult one for me because I think Burnley will be relegated this season. And I, and I think I've said that since the start of the season. So it'll, my, my ego demands that it'll be great for me personally if they went down. <laughs> on the other hand, that is super. On the other hand, <laughs> on the other hand, why does I also, nobody ever say this on the telly? I also have. It, well, I love football, but I, what I specifically love within football is when a really big club are having a really difficult time of it on the pitch. Yeah. I don't want to see anyone get a business. Oh, like you've been enjoying Manchester United for the last few oh, years. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah, I think we all have. And when Liverpool dropped out the top four a few years ago, epic stuff. <laughs> oh, they, like, they, yeah. Years they gave us, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, exactly. You, so, know, you don't mind it so much what they're doing now. You think, well, you've had your time. You just probably yeah, deserve it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's a really, there's a lot of narrative, there's a lot of subtext to it. You're right, and it's a really good point about the pressure feeling like this on Everton, just because they're getting so much media attention, mm. they've been in such poor form, and of course they're away from home. But if I, I've, I genuinely think if Burnley are going to do something to get out of this mess, I mean, they've won three league games all season. Mm. If they're going to do something... I say FC Wimbledon. They've got to do it now. They've got to do it now. Three league games. Interestingly, Mm. despite Dyche obviously sort of ducking this, it's clear that the way they played against Manchester City at the weekend, it was, we've got a big game in the week sort of performance. Mm. That's that's what it was. You know, we've we've seen teams at the bottom kind of pick their games before. You know, there's that famous one of Wolves picking half a team to go to Old Trafford when they're under Mick McCarthy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the level of commitment in the first half that Burnley had, it was... Well, you know, we, we might we might dip a toe in. It wasn't full blooded. It was saving everything for for this. It felt like clearly they've got to score some goals. Yeah. They've got to give themselves the opportunity to score some goals by having both Cornet and Veghorst on on, on the I, pitch. I, I found it. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, that. Yeah, you're right. I, I found it weird, Andy, that um, that it's against Man City. Fair enough. So all bets are arguably off because yes. you know they're, they're a good team. But he switched to his four five one. Burnley are a much much better team with the four four two. They'll go back to a four four two hundred percent today uh, tonight. Uh, for me, the big question mark over the Everton side of the fence is is whether Lampard goes back to his man. Where, mm. he, where, where let's just, let's see if he was resting Deli Ali. Well, because because in this game in mind, he's going to play Deli Ali behind Dominic Calvert Lewin and try and rely on Deli Ali to fucking win the game for them yeah. with Decore and um, I guess it will be Holgate behind. Yeah, because Alan's obviously suspended. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Team. Well, Van, Van der Beek would have played at uh, the weekend, wouldn't he? he he's would have, out, he's he, out he, for this as he well. He got injured in the warm up. Yeah, yeah so, I, I knew that. Yeah. So I can't wait to watch it. I cannot. I can't recommend you've anyone. Really, you've really sold this. I, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was thinking, ah, oh, Real Madrid and Chelsea or, or Villarreal. You know, quite, you know. One for the one for the hipsters and three screen it, Marcus. Well, Andy, TV, no, not, TV, laptop, yeah, you up, iPad. You end up watching yeah. none of them. Well, no, I will tell you what, Andy. Oh, come on, <laughs> what are you talking about? We right. can't concentrate. Yeah, we're all not, not pervs like you and Bielsa can watch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Andy, Andy actually watches them all on VHS as well. well that's it. <laughs> He's recorded it for me if I've missed anything. <laughs> but I, I thought to myself, I want a bit of culture. I want a bit of attacking flair, but I want something a little bit more, you know. And of course, 
Fulham are away to Middlesbrough, everybody. Hey. Yeah. It's all there. That's true. So you're going to watch that, are you? I'm going to watch what I want, mate. Yeah, let us okay. know. Yeah. Are you it's, on the show tomorrow? It's my television. I'll do what I want with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I'm on Friday. Okay, fine. <laughs> Great. Excellent. Excellent stuff there. Um, right. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network, uh, of course. Um, it, 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 it's... We're all all eyes on Burnley versus Everton tonight, other other than mine, maybe. All eyes on Turf Moor. All eyes on Turf Moor. Once Can't wait again. for it. Once again. Uh, thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.